legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of my podcast at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music or Audible, Google Podcast or Apple Podcast, as well as Pandora, Spotify, Podbean, and Player FM to listen to this message. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. One of the greatest misunderstandings within Christianity, and in fact all of humanity, is the knowledge that God's part of this relationship is complete and eternal. The other part of the relationship, our part, is the problem. This is the mistake. People lean on the first part of the relationship. They place all upon it. However, most ignore the other part. They assume all is fine due to the first part and do nothing on their part in the relationship. It has been this way before Jesus was born and after he ascended. Time and again, the words self-control are seen in the New Testament. This points to the latter part of the relationship. Time and again, there are verses that shows we can lose our relationship with God. Nevertheless, people turn to the former part of the relationship, saying that they are fine and okay with God, all because it states that God's love is eternal. The Bible clearly states that God's love is this way. None can argue this. None should. Due to this, though, people ignore verses that states we can be separated from God. The most important of this is found in John 15. John 15 verses 1 through 10. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they can produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like useless branches and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and I remain in His love. 
Please note the first two verses. The my father is God. It clearly states that he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. This is a clear statement of separation from God. Done by who? God himself. Also, when asking for anything, it must be within God's plan. Earthly wealth and possessions are not in God's plan. For all of this earth will be destroyed. Isaiah 65:17. As this chapter continues, we are given a construct that cannot be challenged or denied. Jesus makes it clear that he is the vine. And if you are saved, you are a branch upon the vine. If someone does not follow the laws given within the Bible, they are cut off from the vine and cast into the fire. Another misconception that needs to be addressed comes from those that wish to deny God. Those that are in this group say things like, Why would God allow this to happen? Or, All the terrible things that have occurred was due to Christianity. First, I must direct you back to the first misunderstanding. This is the key to it all. People lean on this belief that they can do anything in the name of God even ignoring the laws within the Bible, believing all the time that just because God's love for all of humanity will cover their sins, no matter how great or more accurately how horrifying their sins are. Just because someone says they are acting upon their quote-unquote faith or in their quote-unquote God, for those listening, I just use the small g for God instead of the capital G, just for the record, does not mean they are acting within the confines of Christianity. In fact, if someone actually knew the Bible, they would know that acts which destroy are not acts of Christianity at all. They are the behavior and actions of humans doing what they wish to do for their own betterment within this short temporal existence we all now live within, which is directly opposite the true teachings found within the Bible. The Crusades were not of or commanded by God, but of men seeking wealth, greed, and riches. The conquest of the South and North American continents was also due to this very lust for treasures here on earth as well as leaving a legacy behind for all of humanity to remember their names. Any who seek after things of this world in the name of a religion are not doing so for their faith, but for themselves. Many will say that it is due to Christianity that 30 million people are dead. I will counter with saying that nearly 200 million are dead due to people not following a religion, but their own social justice morals known as socialism. We can play at word games like this all day long. What is important is coming to understand that a human's actions that goes counter to the teachings that are found within the Bible, even though they profess to being quote-unquote Christian, does not and never will make them Christian, but what they truly are, heathens 
and the basest of humanity. Those that only live for their own wants, lusts, and desires. Those that in reality do not live to serve God, but themselves. Using God as an excuse to justify their own sins in their own eyes. Yet all the time relishing what they do, for it makes them feel superior and greater. For they are the ones in the right in their eyes. Another misconception is that we should seek after wealth here in this temporal reality. This again is the furthest thing from the teachings of the Bible. The other day, I was instructed in a dream to once again emphasize the importance that if we profess to being a follower of Jesus Christ, that we should shed our worldly possessions from our lives as quickly as possible. Why? Because something is going to happen soon that most are truly not prepared for. The return of Jesus Christ. As I have discussed in one of my earliest Bible studies, the letters to the seven churches in the book of Revelation are also chronological. That being said, the last letter specifically addresses those that seek after wealth. It is made clear that the glorified Jesus Christ wishes us to realize that those that seek after riches here on earth are actually counted amongst the lukewarm. Another name for someone that is lukewarm is a hypocrite. Christ despises hypocrisy. He made it clear that those that are lukewarm are spit out from his body, for they are seen as worse than those that deny and hate him openly. Can you see the comparison? Someone who openly flaunts their sins for all the world to see is seen as higher in God's eyes than someone who is of the lukewarm. Yet millions live their lives in this very manner and truly believe they are one with God through Jesus Christ. This is how the Pharisees lived and believed as well. And what did they do when they were confronted with the Son of God? They crucified him. And you wonder why Christianity is looked down upon, all due to those that are in reality the lukewarm. So what must be done to correct these misunderstandings, these misconceptions? First and foremost, to acknowledge that all that do these things are living in sin and not living truly for God and the teachings within the Bible, but for themselves and their own selfish wants and desires. Next, they must seek true repentance. To repent means to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to improvement of one's life, meaning to cast out sin, all sin from our lives. Yet we must accept that we live in sin or be like those mentioned in Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6, verse 4 through 6. For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the true good things of heaven and have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turned away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves 
are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. Many will scoff at my words, saying they are fine with God, for they have known the blessings of his salvation, not realizing they themselves have rejected him, after having found him and replacing him for the things of the world instead. I will let Peter speak now. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. This is my second letter to you, dear friends. And in both of them, I have tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember that the holy prophets said long ago in what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the time of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of his command, and he brought the earth out of the water and surrounded it with water. Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpected as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live, looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth he has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you and the wisdom God gave him. Speaking of these things in all his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. You already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard, then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose our sacred footing. Rather, you should grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to Him, both now and forever. Amen. Except 
that we can lose our salvation, for this is found within the Bible, except that people pervert the word of God for their own glory and lust for the world, for there is proof of this within the Bible, except that we are not on this earth to seek after wealth and legacy here in this temporal plane of existence, for we are told to shun it within the Bible, except that we are to turn to Jesus Christ as our Savior and to follow all the teachings that are found within the Bible that will lead us to our ultimate goal, a goal that is not found here on earth, but first in heaven, then finally in the new heavens and earths that is to come which we will live in as we live now, but sin-free and for billions upon billions of years. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world But all an empty world can sell his empty dreams I got lost in the light, but it was up to me To make a name the world remembers But Jesus is the only name to remember And I to remember and I